Well, hello, YouTube Power Hour Squad. Erica here with another fabulous interview for you guys. And this week I had the pleasure of interviewing YouTube creator C. Key. And if you don't know who she is, definitely go check her out. And you probably will after listening to this episode. But before diving into her interview, I just want to thank those of you that are brand new here. Welcome to the squad. Make sure you head over to Facebook to join our YouTube Power Hour Facebook community where you can get advice and insight and all things related to YouTube and head over to Instagram and follow me at beauty in the vlog and let me know how you're liking the podcast, how you're enjoying this episode. I love to get feedback from you. It helps keep me going and knowing what you guys want from me. All right. So Siki is a, has been on YouTube for about five years and in this episode, she shares her journey and how she got started. And what I love about our conversation is really her hustle. I mean, she talks about how she began strategically reaching out to brands and companies that she wanted to work with, even when she was a small size. So I absolutely love her confidence and how uh, she just did what she knew she wanted to do to gain those relationships. She didn't hesitate to pitch herself, even when she wasn't a big YouTube creator at the time. Siki shares how she was able to be so confident in her content and some of the tips that she used to grow to over 100,000 YouTube subscribers. And today she currently has 130,000 subscribers and 11.5 million video views. All right, guys, enjoy the interview. Mwah. Well, hello, Siki. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to have you. It's been a long time in the making. We've been talking about having you come on to the show for quite a while and the schedules just never lined up. So I am so glad to finally have you. And I'm so happy to be here. I consider it an honor to be here today. Oh, thank you. So let's just dive into it. Why okay. don't you share with our listeners a little bit about you and what inspired you to start your YouTube channel? Wow. Okay. Um, my background is in finance. And to be honest, you know, my YouTube channel is all about beauty, but, and, you know, makeup and showing women to how to apply makeup and foundation and all that good stuff. But the funny thing is, I thought makeup was gross back in the day. Like I wasn't even interested. And so it so happened that I'm, I'm all about empowering women, by the way. So back in the day, I think it was about 2009, I went to a banquet and a friend of mine did my makeup for me. You know, she's a makeup artist. So she did my makeup for the banquet. And not that I had any issues with the way I look, because I already thought I was cute. Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah, you're beautiful. <laughs> but it was... Thank you so much. But it was just that I was able to go from zero to 100 in like, you know, a matter of minutes. And I was like, oh my goodness, I love this. And so um, she did my makeup. I was super happy about it. Felt really good about it. You know, that I can just kind of step it up like that and be all super fun. Like I was just enjoying life mm -hmm. that night, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then I had a photo shoot coming up. And it was like a family shoot. And then I contacted her like, I want you to do my makeup again because it was so awesome. She's like, well, I can't do it, but I can refer you to a friend. And I'm like, you know, once you get that makeup artist or that stylist or, you know, someone that makes you feel real good, you kind of don't want to change. Yeah. So I was like, um, yeah, about that. I don't I, I want you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so since she wasn't able to, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hop on YouTube and I'm going to like research some products. Figure it out. I'm gonna 
Yeah, I'm going to figure it out. And so I kid you not, I started watching people like Jackie Ina, mm-hmm. Nitra B, Destiny Godly, all these different, you know, women that were on YouTube. Um, Tiffany D, Makeup by Tiffany D, I believe was her name. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. And next thing you know, I had a huge train case of makeup, like mm-hmm. worth thousands of dollars. <laughs> and so it was almost simultaneously that I had a battle with hormonal acne. Mm. And so I started, you know, it, it became um, a need. Like I had to put on concealer every day because I wasn't comfortable, you know, going out with all those spots. And then when you get a bump, you get another spot. And, you know, it, mm-hmm. it was really bad. Vicious and cycle, so I, yeah. Yeah. So it was a vicious cycle. And so I ended up going through that and watching videos about that and all that good stuff. Well, not really good stuff, but it served its purpose because now I have a skincare book. But it wasn't, it didn't feel good back then. Mm -hmm. So anyway, after, you know, going through the battle of um, the hormonal acne and coming up with a regimen that, you know, helped me get through it and and kept my skin looking, you know, beautiful after that was over, like you couldn't even tell. I was like, you know, I think that I need to get on YouTube and I need to tell my story and I need to give back because I, I retrieve so much information, so much knowledge, so much help, so much assistance from YouTube that I was ready to give back. And that is actually how YouTube was birthed or C-Key, which started off as C-Key 001. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then now it's C-Key. So that's how it was birthed, actually. Wow. And so this was back in 2000. Uh, it was 2012. 2012. The end okay. of 2012. Okay. And when you started, were you just thinking, okay, I'll just upload here and there? Or did you did you start thinking like, okay, no, I really want to make this a thing? Or what was where, what was going on in your head when you actually uploaded that first video? Okay. So the funny thing about me is I am really like a Mm go-getter. So whenever I decide to do something, I go hard or go home. Mm -hmm. So it was about three months after I created the channel that I I, um, opened up a PO box because I knew that, hold on, if people, not only am I pouring into people and I'm going to be giving them with, you know, information, but if there are other women on here that are consistently getting product from companies then I'm going to be one of those women. Yeah, you're like, I want that and, too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I want that too. And, and I can have it. Why not? They have it. Why can't I have it? Mm-hmm, you know, I can mm-hmm. at least try, you know? And so that's when I got the PO box because I am a woman of faith as well. So I believe that, you know, you put some faith behind it, mm-hmm. things will begin to move. So I said, well, let's create this PO box because mm-hmm. Hey, if they're going to start shipping me stuff, then let me get ready to receive it. Mm-hmm. You know, I that's great. I love that. That's yeah. still like law of attraction, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, why? I mean, if it, if you really want this and you're really moving toward it, well, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It, it, the thing that you're praying for or wishing for or hoping for, what are you doing to be ready for to it to happen? It. Like if it, yeah, to receive it. Like if it were to happen today, wh- are you ready? Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> and so, yeah. So I created the PO box and um, I started looking into all kinds of events that, you know, to just network and get myself out there and started collaborating with other um, beauty influencers and going to events with them and you know, um, if I would see an influencer that I really liked, I would see her uh, talk about maybe like Makeup Geek, do a product review or something like that. I would contact them and I would say, hey, I would love to receive some product, some mm-hmm. product, not, you know, n- not caring if they said no or yes. But if I didn't ask, it was a definite no. Mm. And so that was how I began to reach out to brands. And now it's to a point where I really don't have to reach out. They're yeah. reaching out. Yeah. But 
you know, that's where it all started. So I, I kind of knew that I was going to be consistent with it and see where it will go. So at what point were you starting to reach out to those brands? Were you literally brand new, just uploaded a couple of videos? Or at what point were you saying, hey, I want to cultivate and create some of these relationships? You know, it was about the 500 or 1000 subscriber mark. Mm hmm. And I was just reaching out. I didn't even care. Matter of fact, I drafted a letter that I used for everyone. And in that letter, I would always like, let's say it was one company that sent me something. I remember my first collaboration with the brand and it was it was not sponsored at all, mm -hmm. but it was a razor for your legs. OK, mm. <laughs> but okay. I made that work. I did a video and I, I tied it into beauty and I made that work. And so when I would reach out to other companies as I would work with more I would add them to the list and say, here are the people that I worked with. And, you know, some of them would just say, you know, they appreciate, you know, me contacting them or having the nerve to do it. So they would maybe send me $20, $30 worth of product or something like mm -hmm. that. And I would still do a video, but I put, I invested not only a lot of time, but I invested a lot of money um, into my channel. So when new products launch, like Mac, they used to have collections released like every month. It yeah, seems. I know. And. And you know what I mean? And yeah. every time I always bought a collection and I did a video, I tried to do videos that were trending and things that the popular YouTubers were doing mm -hmm. so that I could get noticed as well. And at what point did you feel that your efforts were really coming to fruition? Because I know, you know, first starting off with the channel, it, it, sometimes it could take some time. Or did you feel that you were getting some traction right away? I definitely won't say right away mm -hmm. because I will be totally transparency moment. Um, after about a year, that's when I got my first YouTube check and it was all of like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, whoa. So <laughs> it, you definitely have to be in it for more than money. Mm -hmm. It has to be a passion. It has to be something that you love about it that, you know, will keep you going. But um, I think after maybe two or three years, like I think the first year I ended with 10,000 subscribers. And then I think the second year was like 30,000. And so after the first year, when I got the 10,000, it really started to move. And I started to work with companies like, you know, um, LA Girl. And around that time, you know, BeautyCon had just started, Generation Beauty had just started. So I was able to get in events like that. And that kind of helped, you know, networking, mm -hmm. posting pictures, hashtagging, you know, when companies see you at other um, events, it kind of attracts their attention. And so I just did a lot of networking, went to IMATS, we'll go to Fame Expo, just as many events as possible. Mm, so for you, a strategy was going out to events and, and meeting what brands, other influencers or what? All of the above. Mm -hmm. And when I would take pictures with the other influencers, I would take a picture with them. I would tag them. And, you know, I mean, some of them, they would have meet and greets. I would go to their meet and greet because one thing I believe as well is if you want people to support you and you want people to pour into your business, I mean, you have to do the same for other people. So mm -hmm. I always made sure that I was commenting or that I, you know, was supporting them. Or if they were, if they had a meet and greet after IMATS or something like that, I tried to attend, tried to make sure. I was present. And so it, it was, I, I did a lot of networking and I tried to support as many people as I could. And you felt that eventually that you were able to foster some relationships with probably down the line. Now you just helped you, but just like, it's nice to have that little community. 
Mm-hmm. Because you can learn from people, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, I didn't, there's, I definitely didn't know it all. And so I would glean from, you know, other YouTubers, like if I like their setup, I would say, okay, well, what can I do to change my setup? Mm-hmm. If I love the way um, their, the quality of their videos were, then I would look in their description box and I would say, well, what lens is that? You know what I mean? And then later on, I ended up actually doing a photo shoot with Makeup Geek. This was probably 2018, I think. Mm-hmm. I ended up, one of the brands that I supported, like, I mean, hardcore, I ended up working with them. And that's where I connected with Aubrey as well. And then I would ask her, hey, because, you know, she's a she's a videographer and a photographer and all that. So I'm like, well, what lens do you use? So it didn't matter who you were. I don't even, even if you were a supporter, I call my subscribers supporters. Mm-hmm. But even if you were a supporter and you had information to offer, I, I was like a sponge. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's really, really great. How did that uh, opportunity with Makeup Geek come about? So um, I, I told you that I would reach out, like I would see other influencers do videos with different companies. Makeup Geek happened to be one of them. So I reached out to Makeup Geek and guess what? <laughs> I got a message that said, um, unfortunately, da 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 we can't do that right now, da-da-da. And I'm like, well, no problem. I totally appreciate the fact that you took time out to respond to me. Because some companies wouldn't even say anything. They wouldn't even acknowledge that you sent them an email. They wouldn't even send you $20 worth, which is really nothing for them. Mm -hmm, You know what I mean? mm -hmm. They wouldn't even acknowledge that you sent them a message. But I was very impressed that they even responded to say, you know, thank you. You know, we appreciate it. Unfortunately, thus and so. But then like a year later after that, because to me, it's like you're, you're saying no, but that's OK. You'll you'll meet me again. Yeah. You'll, you'll you'll know me. It's you'll just a me. no right now, not a exactly. no forever. Yeah, that is exactly how I looked at it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I don't, I, I'm I, like rejection does not bother me. You say no now. But like you said, that's now. Mm-hmm. And so lo and behold, like a year later. I think it was about a year later, they reached out to me and was like, we would love to send you some products. We would love to get you on our PR list. Boom. Because I was using their products anyway. I had already purchased some of their products because I heard they were so great. So Mm -hmm. I was already kind of like promoting them because I genuinely enjoyed their eyeshadows a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I guess them seeing me, you know, showcase their product and then recalling that I reached out to them caused them to reach back out to me. And then I got on their PR list and they were sending me a lot of products. And, you know, a, a lot of people was letting them know that I was sending them there and all that good stuff. And I got to yeah. meet Marlena, ended up going to uh, dinner with them because wow. they just, they really thought I was awesome. I thought they were awesome. So we ended up, you know, having dinner with some other influencers. And next thing you know, they reached out to me and was like, Hey, we're doing this big lipstick launch. And we would love if you would, um, come do a photo shoot with us. And so I did. Wow. That's amazing. And so what you ended up, your photo ended up on their website or their packaging or? It ended up on their Instagram. What Mm. they were doing, they were working with a bunch of um, influencers and they wanted different influencers to wear different shades of the lipstick. Cause I think it was, um, it was, they, they launched like four different lines and one of the lines, I think they wanted different, um, skin tones and Mm -hmm. different influencers to wear them. So I wore two. Ah, what a cool opportunity. How fun. Yeah, it was so awesome. I mean, I was, I just, I enjoyed every minute of it. So it's so interesting. I think that's a really great lesson that you talked about in regards to you reached out to them. They mm-hmm. politely said no. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and then you consider, you continued chugging away. You created content that I'm assuming it sounds like you featured a lot of their products. Yep. Um, and they took note of that. Or did you continue to 
communicate with them and just be like, oh, hey, just want to let you know that I've uploaded a few more videos featuring Makeup Geek? Or did they just happen to to see your videos? Well, one thing I'm I'm very strategic when and when I um upload videos. Although now I don't think that uh, recently YouTube just kind of disconnected from Twitter. But what I would do is um strategically mm-hmm. and and now I do it, but it's just more of a manual thing. But whenever I would upload a video, I would put the name of the company that I'm using in the title put all of the items in the description box, make my description box very thorough. Mm -hmm. Um, I would share on Twitter and tag them. Excuse me. If I was wearing it in an Instagram post, like say I took a still shot from the video or I Mm -hmm. took a separate picture, I would post it on Instagram and then I would tag them. So, you know, they can't miss me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's smart, right? Because why spend all this time doing all these these videos, uh, these videos, you know, including these brands and they don't, see it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but, but, you know, also it was twofold because it wasn't just doing the videos so that the companies would see me. I genuinely wanted to do the videos that I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I loved it. And not only that, but one thing that, um, I love doing product reviews and the one reason I enjoy doing product reviews is because I used to see a lot of videos and still to this day where people will review a product and they would just be like, I just love it. I just really like it. It's just awesome. I just like it. (laughs) Or it just, I hate it. And I'm like, okay, but why? Yeah. What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? And so I noticed that, you know, I have a niche for that. And that people were interested in what I had to say. So I built up trust with my um, supporters. So when I do videos, it's not just a video for me to get attention of this brand. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. Yes, that it's twofold. And yeah, I'm definitely going to tag you because I'm using your product. But it's also to satisfy a need that wasn't being satisfied in the community. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. Thanks. So also out of curiosity, how... What's what what size are you in regards to uh, subscribers uh, when Makeup Geek did turn around and say, okay, yeah, we'll go ahead and add you to our list? You know, I think that I had like twenty or thirty thousand. Mm, okay. So yeah, so and and the thing is, in the beginning, I did kind of. Um, it, it's so easy to focus on numbers it and is. To focus on likes and to focus on you know um, comments and all these different things. But one thing I you know I had a support system around me that always said. Don't focus so much on the likes because it's not always about how many people follow you. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it can be your personality. It could just be the you factor that people want and they just want to work with you. And so I do believe that it wasn't just about the followers with them because I know that Marlena is a genuine person as well. And, um, you know, her staff, you know, because Aubrey was a part of her staff as well Mm -hmm. at one time. And so I just think that they were really... Um, a nice set of genuine people. And we just really had a connection. So even though they were working with, um, you know, beauty influencers that had millions of subscribers, I was in that number. Like I was on the VIP um, PR list. Mm. And, you know, so I just, I try to tell people that want to get in this industry that don't just enjoy what you do and have fun and don't get lost in the numbers because mm. if somebody wants to work with you and they want they want you on their team whether it's your looks whether it's your personality they're going to work with you and yeah. they'll make it happen it ha- you know it numbers aren't everything 
as long as you're staying true to what you love and also aware of your community and what they want from you. Exactly. Exactly. Because one thing I'm noticing now Mm -hmm. is a lot of brands are um, going toward uh, leaning toward micro influencers, although I I really don't like that term because I feel like if you're an influencer, you're an influencer, not big or small. You're an influencer. Mm. So I don't I don't like that title, but I do know that that's what they call it now. And they're moving toward that because some of the influencers, when they get so ginormous, they're not really, you know, communicating. They're not really, you know, speaking with their audience or you don't see them in the comments and different things like that. So people are, companies are leaning towards the smaller channels because they see that they have a better chance of getting on their platform Mm -hmm. because they're not getting millions of products sent to their home, you know, so they can get on their platform and they're going to engage with the audience. And so that's what I feel like a lot of companies are looking for now. Yeah, I I think so. I think Definitely the idea of numbers not being as important as engagement. I mean, you still have to look at things just for for tracking purposes and just to gauge like, you know, if you're moving forward and all that. But I think engagement and really building the community, ultimately, that's that's where it's at. I think that's where it's at, as well as um, your content creation, because even though, you know, with the way the algorithms are now, sometimes people don't see all of your posts, especially if you're a business account, like let's say on Instagram, they may not see them all because Instagram is a business and they, Mm -hmm. and if you're saying you're a business, they want you to pay for it. So it's not always in the engagement, but I think that is the ability for, um, you know, the companies to see your potential. Yeah. So your content creation, let's say you're posting a lot of great, you know, content and you really do some banging makeup looks, but you're not really out there like you should be. But hey, they want to they want you to create some looks for them or maybe they want to fly you out so that you can um you know, be in a photo shoot or cause you have the, this, this awesome look, or maybe they want you to come do makeup or, you know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. you, you just never know. So you just putting your uh, best foot forward, operating in excellence and enjoying what you do is so, what I find works. Definitely. So was there a video or something that kind of took your channel to the next level? Like something that went viral or something that kind of helped propel your channel forward? I will say there was um, there was one video that almost has like a million views. And it was when um, I brought my friend on and (laughs) her hair is like we call it butt crackling (laughs) because her hair is really, really long. Yeah, that really popular video. And then my daughter did a bun video that was really popular. Mm. And then I have a um, I did a video about Mac versus a drugstore concealer palette. And that took off really well, too. But a lot of my foundation videos, there's some of them that are out there that have like 300,000, 400,000, like people love foundation reviews. Mm. So those are my most popular videos, I would say. Mm. So for you, those those have done really, really well. But it seems like you've been on this platform since 2012. Yep. So, I mean, I feel like you are definitely one of those people that has been been just at it for a while right just like I would imagine you had like very consistent growth just over the years yes and have you been uploading consistently since you started or have you ever taken a break I have uploaded consistently so um 
I and and it, it is so interesting because when I look back, I'm like, how in the world did wow. I do that? But I was uploading like three to four times a week. Wow. And it was just, you know, I mean, I was staying with it and I kept, you know, evolving as far as my equipment. You know, I went from uh, um, a, a laptop, regular laptop, I think it was like a Dell or something mm-hmm. to like a Mac and then camera quality and all that good stuff. But I just I, I just kept going away at it. But then it did kind of go down a little bit. I had to pull back just a little bit, which is like maybe the last year. And I had to upload like once a week because I started another business. And so with that, it's kind of like, whoa, yeah, two to mm. two to four times a week, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So are you also, you said that you had uh, your work background was in banking? Finance. Finance. So I'm an accountant. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're an accountant. So are you still working to this day in that field? So I am working in that field part time now, okay. but I know that it, it is short term. Um, you know, I, I, I very, very in, in the very near future, I will probably leave that. But because I, you know, have businesses, I, I'm still utilizing the things that I've learned over the years. And I still kind of help people in, by directing them in certain areas of their business when it comes to finance. So um, it'll never leave because I'm always going to be a numbers girl. Mm, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So are you, you're saying that you, so this whole time while you've been doing your YouTube channel, you've been also working full time, Mm -hmm. full time. Okay. And you know what though? It's like a lot of people, uh, for a lot of people, YouTube is the end goal where they say, you know, I want to quit my job and I want to do YouTube full time. But I always tell people like, don't do that right away because YouTube Mm -hmm. is, I mean, it's definitely like a side hustle, but it's a side Mm -hmm. hustle that doesn't necessarily make you much money at the beginning and does cost you some money at the beginning. Right. And so having something else going on allows you to almost approach your channel in a way that's a little bit more free uh, as opposed to having to be relying on it to bring in an income. Exactly. Because when you're focusing on, well, I have to get this amount of money and I have to get this, then the quality doesn't, you're not really focusing on the quality of your channel. You're more so focusing on the quantity. Let me get out Mm -hmm. as many videos so I can make this much money. But no, people aren't really concerned about the the, um, quantity. They want to watch something good. Like Mm -hmm. people are taking time out of their day to hang out with you. So you, they don't want, people can tell when you're just throwing trash at them. Cause I'm going to tell you when I, I, I've watched people over the years and I can totally tell when their channel began to shift. Mm, Okay. And so, you know, so yeah, exactly. I I would encourage people that if they're getting into it to make sure that you already have something going on, because even though your channel may get to millions and you may make loads of money from it, I mean, your story is different from other people's stories. So you may not be, you know, the next Jackie Ina where her channel takes off like in a year. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she's been on it for a she's long time. She's been on it for a while, yeah. She's been on it for a while, but there was one year where it was like, boom, Blew up. it just shot up. Mm-hmm. And so- that may not be your testimony, you know, and mm-hmm. that's okay. But yeah, you want to make sure that you're enjoying what you do. And I feel like if you're just focusing on the money, then it's like, you're not really enjoying it. You're not really having fun. And I think that in anything that you do, that you, even if it's your job, to be honest, because if you don't enjoy it, 
it's just like it's it's kind of painful and then you don't even want to go yeah yeah and I think also enjoying it has a lot to do with how you end up showing up on camera which has an effect on your screen presence and how you're really able to uh, connect with an audience Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, just recently, someone, we, um, I uploaded a video on Saturday, which now I upload on the weekends because mm. Aubrey actually helps me. She um, helps edit some of my videos now because I clearly needed help mm-hmm. because time, you know, I'm trying to balance everything. Yeah. But um, I uploaded a video and this was a lip swatch video. Okay. Like it had nothing to do with family life or marriage. And a lady commented and said, you can tell when a woman is happily married. And I'm like, whoa. So hmm. um, t- people can read. Wow, they can. They, they're like looking. Trust me. Yeah. They're like, let me see. How, how do they interact with this and that? And how do they come off about this product? And how? So people, they can, they can feel, you know, your energy from the screen. So sometimes if, you know, like say I'm scheduled to record and maybe, you know, I'm not feeling all that great or, you know, even cramps or whatever yeah. the case Yeah, be, whatever it I is. I may say. You know, I may say, hey, you know, today is not the day. I'm, I'm going to film another day. You know what I mean? Because it, 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 people can feel, they can, they can definitely feel your presence. They can, yeah, they can sense it. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you're not feeling 100%, you're not going to be able to, to effectively transfer that emotion through to, you know, whatever the positive emotion, you're, you're going to end up be transferring something that you don't want to be. And exactly. it, it's so, it's so, so important. Um, all right. So why don't, we're going to get into our best tips round. Okay. Oh, also one more thing is you've mentioned mm-hmm. Aubrey a couple times, but for our listeners, yes. who, who is she exactly? So Aubrey, she, she now um, helps me edit some of my videos, but she used to be the videographer for um, makeup geek mm-hmm. cosmetics. And mm-hmm. so it, we ended up connecting. That's why it's so important to network and treat everybody with love, you know, because yeah. you never you know, never know. Who you're going to need later on you or who's going to need you. And so, um, she used to be a videographer for makeup geek. So she used to actually edit Marlena's videos. Mm. And so, um, we met at one of the events and we just always stay connected. I follow her on Instagram. She follows me on Instagram. You know, she follows my YouTube. I follow hers, all that good stuff. One day I did a live video and I was like, you guys, this business is really going strong. And um, I'm going to need somebody to edit in a minute so I can keep up with this content. Mm -hmm. And she was like, hey, hey, girl, hey. And Mm. I'm like, Aubrey, that's right. That's amazing. And so, bam. So she's been such a blessing. That's great. And I'm a a big fan of, you know, once you get to a certain point, outsourcing some of the, especially editing as a YouTuber. Yes. That Mm -hmm. was hard, though. That was extremely hard, though. Because um, when you're used to doing everything, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like... I, it's like my baby, like I've done YouTube all these years and I've edited all my videos and, mm-hmm. and I, there's certain things I like in my videos. I didn't want my personality be, to be taken out of the videos. You know, I didn't want it mm-hmm. to just be all choppy and just about the makeup. No, you're, you're coming here because you want to see me too. Yeah. And so I didn't want my personality to, to, um, be edited out. And like, it's, she's so perfect. Like she enhanced you know, my personality. So it doesn't get lost in the video with me talking about makeup. So, um, but it is important to do that. I'm learning to do that in my other businesses as well with my family. And 
I think that that is a sign of a great leader as well when you are able to pass on things because you never know how um, instrumental you're being in other people's lives too by giving them a chance to do that. Mm -hmm. They may learn something that they never, you know, they wouldn't have learned or learn how to communicate with different types of people. So it's twofold. It's helping you and it could be helping them. Yeah. I mean, how did you make that transition of kind of giving up the editing because that is tough it's like you said it's like eh, like it's, it's hard to give up right. that control it, it yeah especially when you know that was one of my you know things that I'm working on I was yeah. pretty controlling but yeah. I'm you know I'm growing over the years <laughs> but that was it was hard now I still will edit some of them like if it's a lip swatch video with my daughter or it's a really short one mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and do it but um, you know, product reviews and, and tutorials and stuff like that, I definitely pass on. And it was, um, it was really, I, it, it was no holdback. Like I totally gave it to her. And the first video, she just kicked it out of the park. So I felt extremely comfortable after that. Mm, I was like, great. Oh my God, you get me. Oh, you totally great. get me. <laughs> so amazing. yeah, she got it. That's awesome. So are your other businesses somewhat related to what you do on YouTube? Do you promote them with YouTube or what are some of the other, but you mentioned that you have other businesses. What are the other businesses you do? The main business that I'm doing now is a jewelry business and it does tie into, you know, YouTube being mm-hmm. that it's beauty. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, fashion, I beauty, all that kind of stuff. So, so it kind of, it meshes with it, but I did create a different platform. Like I created a separate Facebook. I created a separate Instagram because one thing I did not want to do because I've seen people do in the past. I didn't want every video to seem like it's all about my business and I'm just concerned about your dollar. Mm -hmm. So I I tried to separate it at first, but now that I've been operating my jewelry business for um, over a year now, I, I mean, I'm in it to win it and it's a part of my life. So I comfortably, you know, rock all my jewelry and all of my videos and, and tag myself just like I tag other companies when I'm wearing all of their products, you know, shamelessly tagging them. I tag myself as well. So it's kind of, um, merging into it now. It's, it's becoming a little more present. And your subscribers or, or you call them your, your supporters. Yes. Do they, did they, um, did they support you in your jewelry business? Like when you came out with it, did you find that you were able to translate your uh, influence with your YouTube channel through your business? Over time, over mm-hmm. time, because everything is kind of like, you know, it's, a or- it's organic growth. And sometimes people don't always come right over. It's like you just have to, they have to see that you're consistent and they have to see that it's worth coming over. Mm-hmm. So the the interesting thing about it is, it, I, I say that it's my own jewelry line, but I'm an independent consultant for a company called Paparazzi, um, Paparazzi Accessories. And so with that, I not only you know, buy inventory and ship out product and people can go to my website and stuff, but I also can have other women join me and sell the jewelry with me and and create their own business as an independent consultant. Mm -hmm. So it's interestingly enough, quite a few of them that have supported me over the years are now business partners with me. Mm, That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so we're moving into this this best tips round. So I ask this to everybody that comes on the show, and you okay. just kind of respond with your your first instinct. So, okay. what is your best tip for starting a YouTube channel? Jumping in, 
Like, <laughs> you know, leaving fear behind. Don't worry about rejection. Don't worry about what people are think going to think. Don't worry about if your family doesn't jump right on with you or your friends don't jump on right with you. So what? If this is something that you feel like you should be doing, you like you can't sleep, you can't rest. It, it's a desire that you have. Go for it. Love that. What is your best tip for what not to do on YouTube? Um, don't try to be like anyone else. Mm. That's the best thing I can say. Yeah, there's someone that you may love, but don't try to be them. They're already taken. Be yourself because that is, you know, you don't have to try to maintain that, you know, it's just naturally you. You don't have to maintain, you know, a personality of a Nitra B or whoever it is that you admire. Just be you and, and continue to grow and people will show up for you. How would you recommend that somebody does that? Because maybe some people think like I am, I think I'd be my myself, but mm-hmm. but it's, it's hard when you look at what other people are doing and that's what they're doing to succeed and do I have to do these things or not? So how, how, what advice would you give for someone to really be able to be themselves on camera? I would say that for a while now, don't get me wrong. You do still want to watch people, especially people, um, channels that are similar to yours, because, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to see what their audience audiences like you want to see what's trending. So it is good to watch them, but perhaps you need to steal away for a minute and not focus on them so much so that you can develop your own style. Because if you're constantly watching them and, and, and taking note of everything that they do, and that's all you're doing, then you may regurgitate some of the things that they're doing. So perhaps just take a break from them mm-hmm. and just, you know, um, write down, maybe write down a list of ideas that you have and things that are really important to you, like your why, like, why are you wanting to create this channel? And what is so important about you in this channel that is going to cause you to be consistent and, 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 you know, figure out if this is really something that you want to do, watch videos on what it takes to do a YouTube video. Cause a lot of times people come to me and they're like, well, I want to start a YouTube like you. And I'm like, okay, so you have lighting or are you going to, is, is there a place in your home that you're going to be filming? Are you prepared to upload at least weekly? Da, 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 da. Are you trying to just put information out there or are you looking to grow your channel? Mm-hmm. And then, then their whole mindset shifts a little bit. Cause they're like, Oh, well, I just thought it looks good. I didn't know it involved all that. So no, I'm good. Yeah. So, you know, so, you know, yeah. And then again, in Ooh. the same breath, I'm not saying that you have to have everything to start. That's not what I'm saying, but in a business, you're always looking to invest and improve. So if that's not the attitude that people are willing to take with YouTube as well, then I would say maybe it's just something that looks like you want to do it, but maybe yeah. not. True you don't truly, truly mm-hmm. want to. Yeah, because mm-hmm. YouTube, YouTube definitely is a, a lot of work. And, it, and there is a that fine line between seeing what's really, really working on YouTube and understanding what you know, what is favored by the algorithm and what seems to be doing really, really well. And at the same time, being very true to yourself. I think that it's like a very fine true. art form to balance the two. And you know what I would say? I would say, you know, cause YouTube is a business. Well, mm-hmm. I, you know, I look at mine like a business. Um, and my thing is you want to make sure that you are, you know, if there's any insecurities that lie within you, then you want to confront them now mm-hmm. because I've seen too many people, um, do YouTube. And then the first time they get like a, a mean comment or someone doesn't have anything nice to say, or, you know, they're, they're not getting the views that they feel they should get 
are not getting the likes that they feel they should get, then they're kind of like they go into a state of depression. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to know who you are and you have to be confident in yourself so that if you're not getting all the likes that you feel you should get, or you're not getting all the views that you feel you should get, you still have to know that, oh, that's okay because it's coming. I'm still going to do what I, what I'm doing because I love doing it. Not just because of, you know, likes or, you know, comments or whatever, you know what I mean? So they, so I, I do encourage people to, you know, work on their confidence if that is an issue. Definitely. I think that's, that's huge because if also if you're not confident, it really comes across on camera. Mm hmm. Like it really, does. people sense it. It does. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but if you're planning to um, grow in the business, because I tell people like, so what are you getting into it for? Do you just want to just do it for fun or are you looking for it to be a business? Mm -hmm. Okay, if you're looking for it to be a business and you know that at some point, if you're a beauty influencer and you want to work with companies, you're going to have to go to some events. So if you have a problem going to events, like say you're an extreme introvert, you better learn how to act like an extrovert sometimes, you know, yeah. turn it on, turn it off. Like, you know, because you you will need that. You will need to speak with people. You will need to, because that's, this is what part of it is as well. When people see you, you know, that can make or break your reputation if they come up to you and want to, and want to meet you. And then you're just standoffish and you don't really want to talk to them. They're like, but on camera, yeah. You know, you're all fun. So, you know, people just need to look at everything. Look at look at what they want from it. Definitely. Definitely. Um, what is your best tip for growing a channel? Consistency. Mm. Consistency. Because one thing I've learned about um, YouTube and anything else, even in the jewelry business, you know, it's like it's like TV, right? Mm -hmm. People are, if they know that you're on there every week, Ooh, I can't miss it. I need to be there. But if you are not showing up and you're, you're there like once a month now, I'm not saying if you let them know, you guys, I'm going on a honeymoon. I just got married. I'm going to be off for a couple of weeks or whatever. But then again, if it's your business, you'll, you know, you'll pre-record, but, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying that even, you know, just communicating with them, but not just randomly, you know, I'm just taking two months off and, oh, I'm back because in YouTube world, like a week is a long time mm -hmm. because I remember when I went from two to four times a week to one, I would always get comments. Oh my God, you're back, girl. I missed you. And I'm like, I, no, I just uploaded last week. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. And so you have to be consistent because people are looking forward to it. And so sometimes, you know, I have two girls. One is 23 and one is 18. And I remember a couple of years ago, I asked my youngest because she was heavily into YouTube at one time. Mm -hmm. So I asked her, so why? Like, she was like, I had to unsubscribe to such and such. And I'm like, well, why? She's like, they just stop uploading and I'm not here for it. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. but you still like them, right? So why aren't you just staying there to see when they're going to upload? No, mm -hmm. I'm not interested. Like, you know, they were uploading frequently and then now they're not. So I'm moving on. And that's how it is. That's how mm. it can be. So consistency is, you know, is, is, is key. <laughs> it, is. it is. Yeah. Very, because other people are, and if you're not, you're kind of losing momentum. Mm -hmm. You are. Mm -hmm. um, what is your best tip to get noticed on YouTube? My best tip to get noticed on YouTube would be, um, be mindful of your, your titles, excuse me, be mindful of your titles. Um, be mindful of your description box. Be very, very thorough. Because one thing about it is if you give people an experience, first of all, the title will bring them in. And your and your thumbnail 
your thumbnail. Mm -hmm. You want to have good thumbnails. You don't want to just use the thumbnail that YouTube offers you. You want to add something to it, make it pop, right? Because that's the first thing people see. And they're going to see the title as well, but that's going to attract them and make them click in. And once they click in, you want to give people an experience. So one thing I found that would keep me coming to people's channels is when I would go to the description box, if you outlined it very like detailed and you let me know everything you used, oh, I'm coming back to you because next time you do a video, I know you're going to give me all the info. Mm -hmm. If you're just saying, oh, I'll fill it out later. I didn't have time. Um, okay. Yeah. I might not be at the next one because what's the purpose of me watching your video if you're not going to tell me? <laughs> You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. And I've seen that so many times where like, oh, yeah, I'll fill out later. And then they never do. And then they never do. Mm -hmm. And come on, that's not a great experience. It's yeah. like, well, I'm coming to your video for help. And then I go to the description box and you're not even helping me. I mean, yes, it's extra work. But hey, if you work at like a business, then you can use affiliate links and get commission as well. So it's worth your time to complete the description box. But I practiced that before I even had affiliate accounts. Mm -hmm. I was putting it in the description box to let people know anyway. I might not have had links, but I always put it in the description box because I, I, in my mind, I was like, when I do start using affiliate links, I don't want my supporters to think it's strange. I want them to already know this is how we get down over here. And so that's, that's one thing that, that'll set you apart or help you to get noticed when people click in, they can see your description box and see that you're very thorough. Um, and you know, tagging companies on Twitter, tagging them on Instagram. Yeah. So would you put your link to your video on Twitter and tag them? Yep. You, so before YouTube changed, this is like this month, I think they, in, they implemented this, mm -hmm. but you used to be able to promote it on Google plus and Twitter yeah. and the same title that you have for your video, you can put in that little box too. And it will automatically put the link to your video and it would um, tag the company. So now I just manually do it. When mm -hmm. I upload a video, I manually tag them and put it on Twitter just like as if YouTube was doing it. Yeah. Because it's effective. It is. Yeah. Especially for getting them to notice you. Because you can't, fortunately, you can't tag a company in YouTube. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I think that there are um, there are hashtags now. Yeah, that there's you can a hashtag right under the video. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm noticing too that some companies, you know, they're hiring um, in the PR department or marketing department. They actually have people looking through, you know, videos and different things, or they're hiring companies. They're outsourcing their um, PR so that they can find people mm -hmm. that way, that that post and different things like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that they, they have people that go in there and they're searching and they're looking at all the videos that, you know, people have done reviews on their products and things like that. But why not make it easier for them too by also putting it on Twitter or somewhere else and tagging them? Exactly. Yeah. Let me just help you out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Definitely. <laughs> because there's millions of people. So let me just, you know, help you out. And, and perhaps there's something that stands out for you. And the thing about it is they are really watching because I remember when I get um, like weekly, I get stuff in the mail from companies. So I'll just have an unboxing session on Instagram and Instagram has this feature where you can mention, you know, companies and make it look all pretty. Mm -hmm. And so each time I showcase the product that they sent me, I mention them so that they know I got it and I appreciate it. I thank you. That way, if they don't see a video right away, they know that I am showcasing the product. I am interested. I am appreciative because you never want companies to feel like they're just throwing stuff away as yeah. well. Yeah. And that helps too, because it, it's kind of, it engages them. And a lot of times they come back in my story and they put hearts. And so I know they saw it. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Um, what 
do you use or what's your best equipment tip? My best equipment tip would be um, I used to edit with a um, a Dell laptop, which was great. You know, I don't even remember what the I think it. Oh, gosh. Windows Media, I think it was. Mm -hmm. That was good. But I can honestly say that, you know, upgrading to a Mac and using um, I, I started off with iMovie and then I um, progressed to um, Final Cut Pro. I would say if you can do that, learn it now and use it because it has great features and it does. The quality just looks way better. You're able to do so many different things like picture and picture and just all kinds of things. So, you know, if you can invest, invest, because now I would say that because there's so many people on YouTube and people are used to seeing great quality, you don't want to have this grainy image when people come on and then they don't even want to stay because they're used to seeing quality content. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to make sure that, and nowadays, you know, the phones are great. Put it in landscape mode though, but <laughs> you can use these, these um, iPhones and these Androids. You can do that if that's how you have to start. Don't let equipment be a reason that you don't start. Get you some natural daylighting, um, natural daylight and get your popping phone and start until you're able to get to a point where you can, you know, um, invest in equipment. Yeah, definitely. And what about, um, all right, no. And what do you use to film like what your what's your camera so I have two cameras I have um right now when I do my actual tutorials and and product reviews I use the Canon T5i mm -hmm. and I have I don't use the kit lens because you know Aubrey taught me well <laughs> <laughs> so I did get a um 50 millimeter lens and a I believe it's a 24 millimeter lens and I love it because it allows the bokeh to be in the background which is where you get that blurred background mm -hmm. which just looks so, so it nice. makes you pop even more you know yeah. So I use that. I have a video too, where I talk about all the equipment that I film with and I have all of the links oh, okay. if anyone is interested, but, um, the, I'll T5 add that to the show notes. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And so the T5i is great. I love it. And then I have a, um, a Sony a 5100 when I'm doing like my vlogging or selfies or when I'm doing my wear test for foundation, because the, 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 quality is great. I, the only reason I don't film with it is because it, um, the, first of all, the view is very wide. I haven't put another lens on it. And then secondly, it overheats. It's just mm -hmm. one of the malfunctions that it mm -hmm. has, but I love the camera so much. I didn't take it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I do it with two cameras. Got it. Okay. Um, so we're here at our bonus round and this is the last part of the show. Kind of same thing. I go back and I ask you questions that I've asked the other guests on the show. So the okay. first thing is because you are a beauty person. Um, what are your three must have Holy Grail beauty items? Oh, you would do that to me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, only three. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, and like and, and um, get specific with um, like brand and, and stuff, and even color if you have that. I don't know about the brand, but I will say that foundation, because mm -hmm. I love, love, love foundation, lipstick, and lashes. If I only had to have three, I would. Th those would be the three. But you don't have like a, a, a foundation brand or like a, any lip specific lipstick color or something like that? I will say with the brand of foundation, because I use it for events all the time, mm -hmm. is Urban Decay All Nighter. Mm. 9.75 is my color. Okay. <laughs> Got it. That's um, my favorite. And then what about for, for lipstick and mascara? Or you said lashes? I said lashes, yes. Mm -hmm. 
lashes would be um, uh, from Lady Moss Beauty. They have a brand called Coco. Oh, and, yes. Yes. Yeah, M- Misha is a great one. And then Stelazi has, um, uh, I just got hip to them and I love it. It's called Vegas Baby. Those are the two that I switch in between now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Stelazo too. They have some good stuff. They do. Mm-hmm. They really do. And then um, what was the other one we lipstick. said? We said lipstick. Oh my gosh. So I, I just, I have to do two. <laughs> That's okay. You could do two. I'll let you do two. Okay. So Morphe mm-hmm. has this lipstick called Nibble and I wear that with almost everything. And then Ofra has this color called Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Those are my go-to shades of all times. They stay in my makeup bag. Got it. And what was your uh, foundation shade again? Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll have that all in the show notes for people. Um, Okay. What would you not do again if you were to start your channel right now? Ooh, what would I not do? You know, I would not focus on the views and focus on the likes and focus on the comments. Mm. I would focus on the content and have fun. Mm, I love that. Focus on the content. Why why do you say that? Were you did you feel that you were really spending time like watching the numbers and all that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There was definitely a point in time where I'm like, okay, oh, we got one more subscriber. Oh, okay, it's two more. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're at this, you know, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Well, wait. Okay, so why is this video only at like 500 views? Okay, wait, I needed to go up. Like you, you do get into this cycle of watching the numbers like mm-hmm. I did. And, you know, I do it to a certain extent now, but that's just to see the growth. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we went up like a whole thousand or oh my gosh, you know what I mean? But it's not like, that is my main focus, and that's what it's all about. Because um, you can easily get off focus and and kind of get into like just not feeling good about yourself that way. When did you let go of that whole number thing? I think it was maybe two or three years ago, and it was when I met a guy. It was during a, a week of IMATS, and I was in the next store picking up some foundation for a video. And I met this gentleman. He was helping me with foundation. We really hit it off well. Come mm-hmm. to find out he's from the UK and he next brought him down here for a week. And I'm like, well, what do you do? And he's like, you know, I only have like 3000 on Instagram and, you know, they saw me and, you know, they brought me and I'm like, dude, wow. it's not about the numbers. Like mm. they saw something in him that they liked and boom, he's on a week, all expense paid trip to United States and he's with Nick's and he's at IMETS and he's in a nice hotel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was kind of like a turning point, like, whoa. So what they've been saying is really true. You don't, if you got what it takes and, and you're confident, cause see confidence will attract anyone anyway, mm-hmm. even with your, you know, if you're trying to be in a relationship, like confidence is really sexy, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's not just sexy, but People love that. It attracts people. When people see that, you know, you're wearing what you want to wear, despite what the trend says, people are like, oh my God, I love that outfit on you. And it's not even cute. It's just the fact that you're rocking it with confidence, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So probably um, at that point, you know, people were already telling me, but when I met him, I was just like, whoa, no, that's real. And did you check out his Instagram out of curiosity to see like, okay, what, what does this guy have? We follow each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> follow each other. Yep. And mm. he's 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 a beast with makeup. He is. Uh, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Uh, who would be your dream collaboration? 
You know, it's it's actually a brand. I mm-hmm. just, I've always wanted to um, be featured on, you know how Sephora has her own YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. I want to do a video with Sephora. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, you put it out there, it'll probably yeah. happen, right? That's what I want. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Absolutely. It um, will one day. What do you wish that you did do when you first started your channel? Ah, what do I wish that I did do? Um, I guess maybe, um, upgraded my, my, the quality of my, um, equipment a little bit sooner. Cause it did kind of take me a while. Like mm-hmm. it, you know, it, I think I was on like to the end of 2012 and I really didn't start upgrading to like 2015. So I wish I would have just started that upgrading process sooner. Mm, got it. Mm. Um, what is the biggest mistake that you've made in your YouTube career? Mm, focusing on numbers. Mm, that's a big one for you, huh? <laughs> that That's a big one because when you do that, you throw your whole focus off. You're not really focusing on your content. You're not really enjoying the journey, you know? Yeah. And, and it just is not really genuine. And so it didn't last long, though. The whole numbers thing, that didn't last long. But still, it, it kind of took away time that I could have been, you know, focusing on other things. So a few years ago, when you met that guy at IMATS, and then you started to really reevaluate things, uh, when it came to like, okay, not focusing on numbers and just having fun with it, what did you, did you change anything with the way you approached your channel? Did you, did you see changes from that? What, what did you effectively do after that? It's, it's already something that was pre-existing on my channel, mm-hmm. but I just emerged myself into it even more. I just had so much fun and I started creating content that I can not only, um, offer information on, but mm-hmm. have fun. Mm-hmm. I just let Honestly, the last few years, I let my personality come out even more. Mm-hmm. Like, whereas, you know, I always sing jingles because I make them up on the spot because mm-hmm. I'm a singer too. So mm-hmm. it just happens. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't hide it. It just happens. But I did edit a lot of it, not all of it, but I edited a lot of it out. And now I let it out of the bag way more. And some people like it and some people don't, but it doesn't matter because that's who I am. Mm, love that. Um, what is the smartest decision that you've made in your YouTube career? Treating it like a business and, and, you know, being consistent. Mm. Um, what is your favorite video or the one that you're the most proud of? You know, I, I, um, I, I believe it's like the, the videos that I do with my family, mm. because even though I'm giving people information and the product review videos get like, you know, hundreds of thousands of views and stuff, mm. I, like the fact that I can involve my family because they are, you know, very important to me. They are a big factor in my life. So the fact that, you know, I get to enjoy this with them and bring them to the stage with it, those would have to be my like best videos that I enjoy. And I'll go back to and just laugh at them. And I can go back and see the growth of my girls, you know, because I will put their high school graduations, their proms and all that on YouTube. So to have that, as you know, a memory is just, those are my best videos ever. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Um, what is the favorite opportunity you received as a result of being on YouTube? The photo shoot. The one with Marlena from Makeup Geek? There were actually two things. It was the photo shoot. And then it was, um, my trip to Florida with Oprah. Ooh, what did you do there? 
they had they were rebranding their whole um line and they wanted me to be a part of the party so they flew me down just to um you know hang out and be a part of it all oh that's cool so they had different influencers come out and Uh do all that Yep. And they had a little party bus and we got to go to the lab. We got to create our own palettes. So that was like super exciting. Was that something where, because you've had a relationship with Oprah, that you're kind of part of that group? Yes, ma'am. Relationships, because back in the day, I genuinely loved their product and I was using it and they reached out to me like, hey, we love you. And, you know, we want to send you more products. And I'm like, awesome. And so to this day, like we literally talk like, you know, they they appreciate me for being there when they were just kind of growing. And I appreciate them for being there when I was growing. Mm, I love that. And now, you know, years later, you're going to Florida to go meet them and see what's going on there. And hang out and meet other influencers, you know, like people that have been around for years that I watched. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. <laughs> and get, you know, hanging with them, making ballads. So the it was the awesome. ultimate uh, networking, right? The ultimate networking. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. And what? my husband got to go. So that was awesome. Oh, that's amazing. That's nice. Yeah. Um, what is, okay, last question is, okay. what is your superpower? So what do you have that comes naturally to you that has contributed to your success on YouTube? That would be um, confidence and happiness. Mm. Oh. And my tagline is actually confidence is key. Mm -hmm. Because when I started the channel, I already had confidence. But I can say that it has grown. You know, as you grow and mature, Mm -hmm. you know, that grows too. But I'm telling you, I I probably wouldn't have stayed in it if I didn't have the confidence. And I think that's what attracts people as well. Yeah. I mean, confidence. I think without a doubt, confidence is probably one of the most important personal attributes you have to have to not only just see success, but to just have the longevity on YouTube. Absolutely. And not only that, like in my business, I tell you that there's people that have partnered with me. It's actually like 206 women that I actually lead. And imagine you leading that many women and you or women and men, and you have like no confidence, like, no, you you can't be a leader. You can't be. Mm-mm. You can't. And and honestly, you you will have a short lifespan on YouTube if you do not have it because everything you will have your, your insecurity. I mean, it'll show up. It'll show up at some point in time. Definitely. It definitely will. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This was a lot of fun for people that don't know about you and your channel and where they can find you. Where can everybody find you after listening to just your just your awesome tips? And I love your your positivity and your confidence and all that stuff. So I know everyone's gonna go wanting to go check you out. Where can they find you? Thanks so much. Well, they can find me on my beauty platform. My YouTube channel is C Key, my first initial of my first name, Crystal, and then last name is Key. So it's C Key for YouTube. And then on Instagram, it's C Key underscore beauty. And then Twitter, just straight Seeky Beauty. Facebook, straight Seeky Beauty. But if you're interested in the jewelry side of it, it's Seeky Jewels, Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. And we will have all of those links in the show notes as well. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Seeky. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. It like I, I'm so glad we finally got the opportunity to meet and chat. Like I know. I'm like, oh my god, finally! Finally, it's been <laughs> so it was so a long awesome. time I in totally the making. Definitely it. like a year or so. So yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, Easy. thank you so much. Thank this you. Great. You have an awesome and blessed day. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go. 
That is our interview. And if you enjoy this, please give the podcast a review. It helps so, so much. I will see you next week. Mwah.